Sleepers Podcast. It is Monday, February 19th. Happy New Week. Appreciate you being here. Hart, how are you? Uh, you know, my team won this yesterday, so that, that always feels good. Always good to beat a rival, even though that rival's down astronomically bad. But every good win against your rival deserves what, Gregory? The victory shades. Not the victory shades, but at minimum of a victory slipper flip. Come on with it. Uh. Oh, I didn't know we were doing victory slipper flips now. I thought we just did slipper flips always. Uh, you, this bit's run on way longer than I expected. I guess that's a credit to you, but I guess we'll see. I, you might do it through the end of the season. If you're still doing this like next November, I'm going to get real concerned and you're going to lose a podcast host. Just warning you now. Uh, that is my cutoff. That's the maximum number of slipper flips I can deal with. It, it, can I like put like November? Like that's the actual month. November. If you do a slipper flip every day up until November first, and you do it November first, I will never show up to the podcast again. Wow. Okay. I'll put that. I'll put that on the back burner. Then I will not. Sure. I, I can't. I can't lose you. Sure. It's been a wild weekend. Uh, my team tried to make things interesting against Michigan State. Illinois got a very interesting win and a trolley celebration over Maryland. Uh, Purdue just lost to Jake Diebler. That's fun. We have recaps up of all of it. Uh, in general, college basketball is getting crazy. Kentucky looked awesome this weekend. Uh, UConn blew out Tyler Kolick. Kind of a good week for our agendas, I would say. Um, or at least your agendas. I feel like all things turned up. Like Tyler Kolick lost, Purdue lost, Michigan State won, Illinois won. You love those results, don't you? No, oh, 100%. I mean, yeah. it's, I think I think everyone should love those results. It's going to make the Big Ten uh, end, end of the season race a little more interesting than one thought it was going to be probably a week or two ago. Yeah, end game should be fun. Uh, we are going to Purdue at Illinois in a couple weeks as well. Can't wait for that. If that could somehow be for a share of the Big Ten Championship, we would be ecstatic. So uh, just hold serve, everybody. We'll see what happens. Cart, start us off. YouTube comment of the day. All right. We're going to fire that up very quickly here. Almost didn't have a YouTube comment of the day because Carter's phone is about to die. But that's okay, though. Uh, we are going to go to... This one. And I think it's something we need to remember. Greg, Coleman Hawkins is a champion, though. Remember we said that he celebrated like he won the champion? Coleman Hawkins has a Big Ten title, doesn't he? <laughs> I, I knew someone was going to call me on this. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's – can we dive a little deeper into that? Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead. Yeah, so let me just make sure I know where I'm at with uh, Coleman on this and pulling up his profile. So we'd be talking about when the uh, 2011 season. 2011. Yeah, or sorry, 2021 season. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. Oh well, I guess they they got a share in 22 too. Never mind. Sorry, 21 they did not get a share with Michigan. 22 is the year that they they shared the Big Ten regular season with Wisconsin. That year, that was the Johnny Davis year, I believe. And uh, Coleman Hawkins was not a starter on that team, but he played. Or wait, no, he was a starter. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this all wrong. I guess Coleman's a champion. All right. That, 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 all right. Was, we got that established. Like, aren't there levels to champions? <laughs> oh, are we champion picking right now? Well, I'm just like, I compared him to Draymond. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That 
that champion hits a little different than others. Yes. Like what can, can we go through the Draymond championships and just make sure I know how many he has versus how many Coleman Hawkins has? Well, even outside of that, uh, Coleman or not Coleman Draymond was also what national player of the year first team all-american like there's a lot to go along with those champions yeah so uh Michigan State his freshman year his sophomore year and his senior year hung a Big Ten championship banner uh let me look up Big Ten tournament I don't know if they won a Big Ten tournament ever but three Three Big Ten championships in four years for Draymond, a national player of the year, a runner-up in the NCAA title game. I think that's a little different than Coleman Hawk. Oh, yeah, they won the Big Ten tournament his senior year as well. So four different Big Ten banners plus a national runner-up plus a national player of the year for Draymond. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah, Draymond's, Draymond's uh, list of accomplishments is – definitely different than Coleman Hawkins is that's what we're doing I'm sure this fan is not arguing that but like that's like for my bar of like who can spew nonsense like maybe not the guy who flamed out in the tournament three consecutive years and let Matthew Meyer ruin his team season last year (laughs) literally let caffeinated Johnny Furphy tear them apart yeah just maybe um but we'll see that's that's what's beautiful about this is Coleman has a chance to change all of that right now all right uh, should we go to Discord comments? Please. All right. Let me pull this up. Make sure we get where we need to be. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't know if I left off in the right spot here. Uh, the, the thing is, though, even if you didn't, no one's going to punish you for that. You're right. Uh, okay, here we go. Sean Vowles. Any did we already do the Muscleman? Any chance Muscleman puts his name in the ring at Ohio State? Uh, we did actually. Yeah. Yeah, it's already in it. That was the last one, and now I'm caught up. Luke starts us off today. He says, "Would you support a communal sleepers media tampering fund where all contributions would be used to dissuade seven footers from committing to Purdue?" Uh, actually, no. I want them to keep getting seven footers. I like the I like the Purdue tradition of them just having a seven footer all the time. I like the differentiation too. Like I think uh, it's good to have contrasting styles in college basketball. And I like when programs have a very unique style that is all their own. Purdue certainly has that. Uh, I'm a fan of it. It should continue. So no, sorry, Luke, we can't do that. Uh, Don't buy your way out of beating Purdue, by the way, just beat Purdue. Yeah. Like you, wow, you think, that, yeah, is, J, is Jake Diebler calling up like donors, donors, I need money. Like, no, he's just showing up and out scheming Matt Painter. Go do it. Uh, Coop <laughs> says, I don't always agree with your opinions, but I respect them. I love the work you guys do. Really enjoy it. I apologize on behalf of the Purdue fan base for any unhinged pushback you've gotten. Coop, that means the world. Thank you for the kind words. Uh, also, I apologize on my behalf before you watch today's recap. Who's going to go back in and delete that comment? Yeah. <laughs> Derek says, uh, with college football coaches leaving to go to the NFL because the new landscape in college athletics, do you see any college basketball coaches making decisions to jump to the NBA? What college coaches do you think could succeed in the NBA? I don't know. I think I honestly, I think if you're, Coaching college and you're sick of coaching college, you're more likely to jump to the media than you are to the NBA. Yeah. Also, I have a theory that NBA coaches don't matter. Mm. 
Can I get a quick elaboration from you on that? Like, I don't think that it matters that you have one or another person at the helm as long as you have a superstar. And, like, I don't, I think a NBA GM is maybe more important than an NBA coach, in my opinion. Like, just get Giannis and get him surrounded by the right players. And, like, you could put Frodo Baggins or someone as head coach and they'd still probably find a way to win a championship or get to the finals. Do you think you could get the Milwaukee Bucks to a three seed in the East? Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> yeah. But I think I think some coaches view that as the pinnacle. Like that's why Beeline left. And I, they get sick of the work ethic in college. But I, I don't know that there is one that I think would be like great in the NBA that's just sitting in college right now. Uh, and if you are going to leave, like leave for Giannis, don't leave for Chetty Osman. I do think like, I mean, the, the cop-out easy answer is like uh, – Penny and Juwan. I think both those guys would be better in the NBA than they would be in college. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Carter, Carter says, would Bill Walton be good or even play in the modern NBA? Some people I won't name in the Discord are trying to tell me he would be elite in the modern NBA, which is ridiculous. He played against plumbers and mailmen, and that's a fact. Yeah, Carter Spitton. What's, well, I'm per usual Carter Spitton. We, uh, yeah, I, I think I set off a big dialogue where uh, my comments that Zach Eadie's the best college basketball player we've ever seen really upset some people. And it led people like I got flamed on Twitter for this. who were like, aren't you friends with the modern goat who I assume they mean to be Tyler Hansbro. Go ahead and go look at Tyler Hansbro's numbers and then look at Zach Eadie's numbers and get back to me. Uh, we can have that conversation if you want to, but really the only comp for Eadie's numbers is like Bill Walton or Lou Alcindor. And both those guys were more successful in March, which is why Edie needs a good finish here. But the fact that we have to go back to the seventies to even have someone to compare to Zach Edie, I think makes my point for me. So. Yeah. Also Matt Painter might've held Zach Edie back. <laughs> Let's move on. Uh, Detroit, <laughs> Detroit's coldest says, would Bill Walton get packed up by Donovan Klingon? Yes. I don't think I agree with that, but I'm going to move on. Kyle Tupper says, uh, conversely, do you think a team of most ath- – <laughs> this is good. Do you think the team of the most athletic postmen and plumbers in the union could pack up current Michigan? Okay, this actually is a pretty timely question because I had an issue with my basement toilet uh, a couple days ago, and the plumber that came to fix it was at least 6'4". I don't know about his athleticism. But he's a strong, you know, tall, strapping gentleman. I think they would cover. I don't think they would win. <laughs> I think they would win and cover because Michigan's 0-18 <laughs> against the spread and losses. Yeah, I love that. Uh, I think any any group of athletic men, as long as you have one sharpshooter and a decent coach, might be able to handle Michigan right now. Fletcher says, what percent chance does Braden Smith have at being the best player in the country next year? He showed us he can score at any level, and then he can dish to anyone, not just Edie, as everyone likes to say. Best player in the country, Braden Smith. What percent chance does that have? Uh, I you know what? It's pretty high in my opinion. Uh, I think that it could be. Uh, I'll call it, and this is going to be awful because I'm awful when we do percentages. I say there is a forty percent chance of that happening. You're awful at percents. That's so ridiculously high. I know. Um, like. Five to 10% is what I'd say. And I think that's like very generous <laughs> to him. Um, 
Braden Smith's great. Some somebody else will probably be the best player in the country, but he could be an All American next season. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Um, I've compared him to Denzel Valentine. I still expect by the time he's done, that is the type of impact that I'm hoping to see from Braden Smith. Kyle Tupper has a long one here. I'm going to try to read as much as I can. Says, a note to Purdue fans. I know they're probably watching this like a hawk. Also a reminder that I am a season ticket holder myself and haven't missed a home game this year. Hello, Purdue fans. Take a step back. Realize how damn lucky we are. If uh, y'all don't start enjoying the moment and stop taking every criticism like someone shot your daughter in the face, these good years are going to pass you by and you're not going to realize how great these times were because you're too busy being angry about everything. We're in a golden age of Purdue basketball. This is what we have been waiting for for years. I'd say this is the greatest Purdue squad in my lifetime, and we are winning game after game. We're beating Indiana. We're beating Illinois. Are we really so soft that we think basketball podcasters are the Antichrist here? Just breathe and enjoy this team that's probably going to make a deep tournament run, and if they do happen to lose early, it's not Sleepers Media's fault. It's not the Field of 68's fault. It's nobody's fault but the team. So ride with them. Don't be so damn soft about everything. Wow. Shout out to Kyle Tupper. Snaps for Kyle. Hey, big tough dog. I wrote I also want it known that Kyle posted that long before the loss to Jake Diebler and Ohio State today, but snaps for Kyle Tucker for <laughs> sure. Uh, regress. Now, <laughs> so Dr. Doctor, our resident Indiana uh, scribe, has come in with some great posts. This is a very long one from Regress that says, uh, a poor man's Dr. Doctor. Are we, before I read this, where do we stand on reading comments this long? Because while I love these as a viewer, I absolutely love these. I don't know if this is what we want from the comment section. This is part of being in the Discord is that you get these great long comments. I don't think that they should be read at this part. If you want them, join the Discord on your desktop. That's the best way to support us. It's $9.99 a month. You support us, and you also get all the perks of the Discord. And one of those perks is that we have a bunch of Colleen Hoovers in our Discord that come up with great stories. Yeah, you're 100% right. I can't believe I showed any hesitation at that. Dr. Doctor and Regress, keep these comments. This is fantastic. And if you want the ability to do the same, join the Discord. Regress says, the annals of history are decorated with the martyrs of free thinkers, philosophers, the visionaries, dare I say? Yet there is one theory for which more souls have been persecuted than any other. From the grandeur of Alexandria in the second century rose the Ptolemaic model of geocentricity, which grew to hold dominion over the hearts and minds of the masses. The notion that the universe did not revolve around the earth was hearsay and, uh, or, or no, sorry, heresy. And those believing otherwise were punished accordingly. Yet there was an undercurrent of resentment of academic ardor that simmered for centuries. More than a millennium would pass before this dynamic was upended by an earth-shattering discovery. It is well known that in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue, discovering America and with it the Holy Land, West Lafayette, Indiana. News of this discovery swept through the land, bringing the simmering resentment to a boil and reaching the ear of Nicholas Copernicus, who knew the time of geocentrism had come to an end. Copernicus... I can't read these words. I don't know what it means. Copernicus's De Revolutionibus Orbium Coalescium Libri the Sixth would be published in 1543, finally revealing to the masses the true model, Boilocentrism, where the Earth and universe revolved around West Lafayette, Indiana. Copernicus's book would bring the simmer to a boil worldwide, and thus has he was dubbed the Boil Maker, which 
became a byword for his followers. The truth had been revealed, but the path to acceptance was fraught with persecution as Galileo suffered at the hands of the church for speaking his truth. So too do the modern boilermakers suffer at the hands of the tyrant lords of sleep and media, speaking against the truth of boilocentrism and castigating those fighting for truth. Yet the boilermakers would endure as they always had with serenity and humility. Okay, so you're throwing a bunch of big words at me. Because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Also, on the same topic of this, what do Christopher Columbus... Actually, no, that's not even the one I want to use. I just want to throw it out there that Christopher Columbus has the same amount of Final Fours as Gene Cady and Matt Painter. Guy says, reminder that Deron Holmes is the second best player in the country. He's not even the best. He's not even the best big in the A-10. Mm. Wow, who is? Dame time. Shout out to the Rambler. Not kidding. Deron Holmes is the best big. He ain't the second best player in the country, though. Relax. Super Woke says, could Purdue beat Purdue? If you could take Purdue's guards and wings of Smith, Jones, Lawyer, and Heidi and put them with a competent front line such as Garcia and Payne, would this be the type of team that would be constructed to beat Purdue in the sense that they could effectively attack Purdue's drop coverage and draw Edie out of the paint? Short answer, yeah, I guess. I, I'm a little confused by this uh, this exercise. Well, is Jake Diebler coaching them, or who's coaching? I don't know who's coaching Purdue against Purdue. Um, I, I just, think... I just, I, I hope Purdue realizes what they have done by giving you the ammo that Jake Diebler took it to them. My friend, you, you can't come at me the way they did last week and then lose to Jake Tiebler. You can't do it. <laughs> Your program straight up can't do it. Uh, but no, they a, a Braden Smith-led team with different bigs could beat Zach Eady. Yes, they could because Braden's really good against drop coverage. Uh, McNeese Geese Aviator Sully says Kentucky Wild Cards or the McNeese Geese in the tournament? Kentucky Wild Cards. Yeah. I like the Kentucky Wild Cards. That's a, that's a really good nickname, by the way. It is. Yeah, it's fun. Melba says, along the lines of Ryan the Lions bingo sheet, if you were to make game-watching bingo sheets for each other, what would be on them? This is fun. Game-watching bingo sheets? Yeah, so I don't know if you saw this. Last night for the Michigan-Michigan State game, Ryan the Lions shared a bingo sheet that his girlfriend had made that included 15, no, maybe more, 25, 25 of Ryan the Lions, like things he does while watching Michigan State games. Okay, I, I mean, the ones that would come off rip for me – would be, or at least no, actually the ones for you would be hat off, adjust hair, like in any way, anytime you take your hat off and like touch your hair, do like this or something like that, put the hat back on, that's a drink. Um, anytime you say, God, that'd be a drink. Uh, I think those would be the first two, but I might this week work on a bingo board for you. It'd be really fun. Um, I feel like I know my ticks during games better than I know yours. Um, you're a pretty good game watcher. Like, I don't, you don't do any crazy things when watching games. You're fun to watch games with. Uh, you're fun to watch games with as well, Gregory. Thanks. I appreciate that. Uh, Carter <laughs> says, is Trey Jackson the worst player to ever play for Michigan? Uh, no. Uh, I think, I mean, Yo-Yo's on the team. Yeah, the problem isn't that Trey Jackson is that bad. It's that they have five players worse than Trey Jackson on the roster. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Dockich is the worst Michigan rotation player I've ever seen. 
I forgot that he was literally on. That's crazy, by the way. Yeah, he he is the worst Michigan rotation player I've ever seen. Uh, Dylan Terpstra says, is this Michigan team the worst Big Ten team in recent memory? Also, that was the worst commentating performance I've ever seen. Uh, Michigan reminds me almost identically of Ohio State last year. Take that for what it's worth. But uh, Ohio State lost 14 of 15 last year. Michigan hasn't done that yet. Yeah, but it's probably worse because there's an NBA there's an NBA guy on Ohio State at least. Yeah, and I mean like Thornton, Gale, and Sensabaugh is more talented than whatever Michigan has this year. Um, but I don't know. I wouldn't hate you if you said they are the worst team in like ten years. I think it's possible. Detroit's coldest says, "What are the chances Michigan can get Otzelberger? And if so, how would you feel if he was hired?" Uh, I would feel ecstatic if he was hired. He is the very top one A name on my realistic hire board right now. All my other names I would like more than Otz are completely unrealistic, including Calipari and Tony Bennett. Um, Otz would be phenomenal. What I love about Otz is he's built this awesome roster doing everything. Like some coaches are a one trick pony with the transfer portal. Some are just high school recruiters. He's done it all. He like brought a three-star in and Tamin Lipsy and developed him into a great point guard. He uh, nailed the five stars with Momchilovich and Omaha Bilyeu, who doesn't even play for them, but it doesn't matter because he built a healthy roster around him. He's been killing the transfer portal back-to-back years. He added multiple guys that have stayed as multiple-year transfers. I think he's phenomenal. He used to coach elite offense when he had Mike Dom. Now he coaches elite defense. He can do everything. Don't think it's realistic that they get him because his buyout is $17 million, I believe. And I don't think there's a scenario that Michigan pays that for a coach that isn't like a Calipari level coach. Yeah. Uh, a, a school that isn't serious about basketball isn't playing, isn't paying a $17 million buyout. With that said, if they did do it and you guys did get odds, I'd be extremely afraid as like a, a big 10 fan, Michigan state fan too. Yeah. Yep, he would be yeah. phenomenal. Uh, Melba has up updated cross-divisional standings with just over 70% of conference play completed. Uh, 36-16 and 16 for the West, 16-36 and 36 for the East. Uh, our two teams still ruining it at 2-6 and six in cross-divisional games. Uh, did the Purdue loss get factored into this one? Uh, did not. This was sent before the update. So that's a nice little help. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Small boost. Uh, guy says, would you rather have a limitless supply of goldfish, but for every hundred that you eat, there's a 0.1% chance that you get jury duty that week or a bag of Cheez-Its? I mean, I love Cheez-Its more than I love goldfish, so I think I go Cheez-Its. Just one bag, though, versus a limitless supply. Jury duty's ass. Yeah, um, I think... My honest answer would be I'd rather have neither because I'd rather over the course of my life eat goldfish without ever worrying that I might get jury duty. Um, but I also don't need just a bag of Cheez-Its. I'd rather – I'll just go buy a box of Cheez-Its. You're a goldfish guy though, aren't you, over Cheez-Its? I think Cheez-Its is the better snack. Cheez-Its are the better snack, yeah. Well, you, well you're a goldfish guy though. I uh, have been a goldfish guy. I just grew up with those in the house. That was my parents' – snack of choice and i didn't grocery shop for myself when i was in third grade but uh i i like cheez-its i like cheez-its more good to know you didn't grocery shop for yourself in third grade yeah well i mean like how does one become a goldfish guy i mean you make choices like i i think i i started off as a cheese guy remained a cheese guy throughout my college years and, and as an adult still remain a cheese guy mm, okay all right noted Let's move on. Uh, UK says those Madi Sissoko versus Carter Mensley battles are going to be scenes next year. 
Yeah. Uh, I want it known that I think I would do pretty good defensively against Madi. I'd love to know a game to 21 what happens. That'd be awful hoop. With no offensive rebounds, like just three dribble score, I think you would beat Madi Sissoko. I I hate to say that because there's nothing I love or nothing I hate more than the disrespecting of Division One college basketball players. With that said, I do like my chances. If Madi started with the ball at the top of the key and only had three dribbles to score, I don't think he would score. I don't think he would either. Yeah, which you would at least like throw some bullshit step backs up and it would go in. Yeah, I've never, I've never even seen Madi like attempt a three. I don't even know what it looked like. Yeah, I don't think it would work. Finos Burner says, big win for Nevada tonight on the road. Just curious your guys' opinion of their team. The more I've watched, I've been impressed. Solid run as of late with Jared Lucas and Keenan Blackshear leading the charge. Do you think this team is capable of winning some games in March? You've been kind of carrying the water and trying to tell me about Nebraska. Or not, not Nebraska, sorry, Nevada for a little bit here. Like Blackshear's nice. Blackshear's good. They're really good at home as every team in the Mountain West is. Um, I Look, I think the Mountain West is good. I think the Mountain West top six map with any of the strongest conferences out of the SEC and the Big 12. Um, like you you put the top six in the Big 10 versus the top six in the Mountain West this year. I'm probably taking the top six in the Mountain West. And yeah, Blackshear's a superstar. Like I, every game I watch of that guy, he just strikes me as the best player on the floor type. So if they get a good draw, I absolutely would not like immediately fade Nevada. Although not playing games at home and they have been significantly worse on the road. I'm fading the mountain West so hard in tournaments. It's right. unbelievable. I can't wait to see who's right. And who's wrong. Malik Perry says with MSU five games left, what would you choose four and one with NCAA tournament opponents? You have a 50% chance of beating or three and two with big 10 tournament finals against Purdue without Edie. Which one of those two did you choose? I think the three and two in the Big Ten tournament finals. I take the better regular season record with NCAA tournament teams. Why? I don't get the downside. Why do we not want coin flip games in the NCAA tournament? Uh, To be honest with you, I really don't understand that question. (laughs) Travis Nelson says Greg should be happy despite the loss. He got his natty football coach on the broadcast. Ha! He says, as we all know, you enjoy the football product more than the basketball success. I am the only person on earth that can't enjoy any of it, Travis. It's not lost on me how miserable I am as a human being. Jake Bridges says, who are you taking to win the national title, UConn and Purdue or the field? If your answer is UConn or Purdue, then you can bet each team individually and get value. Uh, It would be be not the field. I'd take UConn or Purdue. You're taking UConn or Purdue. Interesting. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I would too. Um, yeah, I would take UConn and Purdue right now. Which yeah. Payne's not going to have to worry about running into Dewar in the tournament. I think it's more of a bet on UConn right now than it is a bet on Purdue. But if you give me both, I would still take both. I think there's still clear separation. Is Purdue the softest fan base in the nation? People are talking. That's from Carter Bullhouse. Uh, no, I think all part of being a fan of a team is you are you feel some type of way when someone speaks about your team. It's not like being. It's, it's just you you defend your that's part of being a fan you defend your your team they're as soft fan base. they're as soft as every fan base you nailed it uh travis nelson says fletcher lawyer has now invented hitting the sophomore wall yes or no yeah we are going to the the great walls um that you need to reference for moving forward you had the great wall in china you had the berlin wall formerly the berlin wall uh that you know split up germany 
And then you have the lawyer wall, which is whatever he hits every single season when he gets to the middle of February. Are you a wall aficionado? Just casually dropping the Berlin wall that split up Germany's got me rattled. I mean, I'm I'm definitely something in walls, you know what I'm saying? All right, crazy. Uh, I would just like to remind everybody, there's one thing you should not forget about Fletcher Lawyer. He's a lawyer. Like, let's just, let's not forget that simple fact about him. Malik Perry says Illinois could steal the regular season title. Yeah, they could. I was honestly looking up how unlikely is it that Michigan State could work their way back into contention. How crazy would that? I don't know if I could handle that. State needs to win out, but Purdue could lose three more. Could happen. Would if that does happen, would that put Purdue at three then too? Like in third? No, if Purdue, you would share the title. Oh, okay. And you, so you would you need Purdue to lose three, Illinois to lose two. Basically, you would need Purdue to lose Wisconsin, Illinois, Michigan State, which could happen. You would need Illinois to lose two games outside of the Purdue game, which seems unlikely, but let's look at Illinois' schedule real quick. Um, mm. you, would need, uh, you would need Illinois to lose at Wisconsin and then either like at Iowa or at Penn State. Could happen. Uh, at, and then I, 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 I dangerous the way they score the basket. Like that's two offensive teams. <laughs> no, there's there's a world here. So Purdue Purdue loses to Michigan State at Illinois, Wisconsin, three straight to end the year, including two at Mackey. Pretty unlikely, but could happen. Illinois loses at Wisconsin at Iowa. Michigan State wins out, three way tie with six losses. That's that's insane. We will have a conversation. Could happen. Uh, very final comment of the day. Gotta love this one from fam. How was the weekend, fam? Highlights? Uh not the greatest weekend for the Elliott household. We had a we had an injury that occurred with uh with my dog. Uh he's on the mend right now, he's doing better. He's off about like 90 doggy perk 30s. Um, but he's uh he's on the road to recovery. So that's good. Yeah, thoughts and prayers are with Pierre. Uh, P has always been an integral member of this institution at Sleepers Media. And I have always compared P to Pat Bev uh, because of his toughness. That's why. No, nothing else. Just just his toughness. And he's going to get through this. He'll be all right. He's a little physically banged up. Just for the record, if you do Google search, if Pat Bev had this exact injury, he did in 2013. <laughs> and uh, Pierre's, Pierre's going to be fine. It's already a lot better than it was two days ago, supposedly. Oh yeah, he's yeah, damn near. Um, there has been questions of if he was milking it, uh, but we're we're not gonna go there. Yeah, yeah. How was my weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty horrendous. I had a really bad Friday for a variety of reasons. Uh, Saturday, I just kind of sat around the house all day waiting for Michigan to get destroyed by Michigan State, and then my team gave me hope, and then they didn't score for the final seven minutes, and I went to bed angry, and uh. Now it's Sunday, and that's it. That that was my weekend. Yeah, there you go. Yay. Hey. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. New week, though. You got to love it. Uh, and oh, by <laughs> the way, Car Carter and I are uh, taking a road trip with our wives this week. Uh, on Friday, we're going to be on the road going to Baltimore to visit Terrence James, good friend of ours, and longtime Sleepers listener, Sleepers Discord member as well. So, uh we don't believe this is going to affect our content strategy at all. Just for the record, we we will have weekend previews up. We should have episodes every day this week still. I am trying to figure out if there's a way to record Friday's episode in the car with our wives. Thought that could maybe be a little fun. Um, but regardless, 
just road trip coming. Just know, like, if you follow the sleepers on social, it's a big, like, road trip weekend that we're excited for coming up. Yeah, I got a couple ideas cooking, I, and which includes stopping at every rest stop that we pass and rating it one to ten. Sounds horrible. Uh, I have thought about shaving my head because we're going to Maryland, and I think I could convince people that I'm Kevin Willard. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. And you're like my prize recruit, and we're going to save Maryland basketball. Yeah. It could work. Could work. Uh, we'll see. All right, to the show. Three topics today. It was NBA All-Star Weekend. First question, did you watch it? Uh, No. None of it? Uh, I watched a little bit of the dunk contest. I uh, watched a little bit of the Rising Stars. Um, Outside of that, no, I did not. Yeah, I haven't watched much of it at all. I'm going to watch the All-Star game tonight. We're recording this before the All-Star game happens. But, um, yeah, with the players themselves, like the dunk contest, the little events, seems like did not go over very well. I hated the the court that was all light up. I don't like that. Just put it on a normal basketball court. But I did like – there were some cool events like the uh, Curry-Sabrina. I enjoyed that, um, even though Kenny Smith tried to ruin it. I don't know. All in all, like, it feels like we need a little bit of a reboot of all-star weekend. And for this topic, I want to take the college or the, the NBA all-star weekend and apply it to college. See if we can come up with some fun ideas. Uh, but with that said, I do want to get your quick thoughts. Is the dunk contest cooked? Yes. Is there any way to fix it though? Uh, the only way to fix it is you got to do something to actually get the best dunkers in the NBA involved in it. Here's my theory. Even if the best dunkers in the NBA did it, it would still stink. You think? You think yeah. it's just there's not enough new there's not enough new dunks to do. I think every dunk that is possible has been done. I literally think that. Like the the reason the dunk contest was good in the 90s was because we didn't need props. Dudes just came and dunked. And then every dunk that's humanly possible was dunked, so you had to bring props out. And now it's 90% prop because we've seen every dunk, nothing is exciting or cool to us. And the best players know this, by the way. That's why they're not doing this. Like Jalen Brown was like, oh, I'll do it. I'm an all-star. And then everyone's just making fun of Jalen Brown now. So why why would any star sign up for this when they see an all-star just get clowned for doing it? Very true. Also, like, the dude who's won the last two dunk contests can't even get a two-way contract. Yeah. So my my strong belief is we need to kill the dunk contest. Like, let's give it a 10-year break, and then people will be excited when it comes back. But let's just do other stuff. I didn't love the skills challenge. I loved Curry, Sabrina. Absolutely loved that. Thought it was electric. Sabrina Ionescu was awesome. Great performance. Curry with a great one. Are you freaking out because Hideki Matsuyama made a big putt? Good Lord. <laughs> I mean, come on, my friend. Let's stay locked Sorry. in. My uh, bad. Just like a 30-footer. <laughs> it, was, it was only 30? I don't know for sure, but that wasn't that crazy. <laughs> like, all right. How would you do this in college basketball? What would uh like dunk contest, three points, who who would be in it, and what would you do? Mm. The, the actually what I would do is I I don't know if it was I think it was the TBT dunk tournament. Did you watch that? The dunk contest of the TBT? No. They had like guys go one on one and try to dunk on each other. That was kind of exciting. I kind of enjoyed that a little bit. Um, outside of that, I mean, there's a certain amount of dunkers and, like, shooters I'd like to see in the contest. I think the three-point contest can stay. It's fun. I like when 
two people are going against each other like simultaneously though uh but also like the last round like knowing how many points you got to get i think that's exciting um i put like i'm trying to think like what i put fletcher in there actually because i think fletcher's an amazing shooter and he'd be forced to shoot i'd love to see that but like yeah there's maybe like baylor shireman in there as well like some other guys like that obviously obviously answer for the dunk contest would be like cohen carr um i actually think trey jackson would be good in the dunk contest as well i know you don't like to hear that but um to be honest with you i'm kind of on the the same wavelength of just scrapping that and just playing the all-star like the all-star game is a dunk contest in itself yeah the college all-star games are fun too at the end of the year at the final four they do a college all-star game it's fun so let's okay let's let's actually pick players who would be in the college three-point contest let's pick eight guys so you you want fletcher lawyer baylor shireman who else? Mm, let me get Fletch, Baylor. Oh God, why am I so why am I blanking right now? Some really good three point. Uh, Cam Spencer. I, I want Cam Spencer in there. Um, I want Max Acemus. Acemus, that'd be a goal. That's four, right? That's four. Four. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody here. RJ Davis belong there? I would put RJ Davis. I would put Dalton Connect. Mark Sears. I would put Mark Sears. And you know what? Just for shits and gigs, let's put Luke Goody in there and see what happens. Oh, he can be on, the underdog. Man. He can be the big betting underdog. We'll see what happens. <laughs> uh dunk contest. We need four names. Cohen Carr, who else? Cohen Carr. Terrence um... Shannon Jr. Does he do any other cool dunks besides? Go fast, donkey dunk. But I think Terrence could dunk from like the free throw line. Yeah, too. Okay, give me Terrence Shannon. Um, you know the thing is, like the the guys with bounce kind of like play at lower levels usually. Um, I haven't tapped into that market as much as I should. Friend of the uh, friend of the show, Jay Will said Dylan Mitchell, Texas. Oh, love Dylan Mitchell. Okay, yeah, Dylan yeah. Mitchell would be a good one in there. Uh, who's another player who just does donkey dunks? I feel like those are the those are the the good options to pick for the dunk contest. I don't know, but I need one from you. I just nominated three players to the dunk contest, so give me something. Can I nominate Trey Jackson? That's horrible. No, he's got bounce. I'd rather see Zach Eady in the dunk contest. I, AJ Store. Ooh, honestly, I was gonna say Cam Heidi. I wouldn't hate AJ Store. Is too big tenny. Can't have two big, can't have three big ten guys. You want Cam Heidi? Yeah, true. Okay, go ahead. Let's go score. <laughs> All right. Uh, I want to add both in the NBA and college. I have one more thing that I wish was an All Star event. I want an eight person one on one bracket until there's a one on one champion, and you have to incentivize these guys to play. So I want like real money prizes online and or I want them paired with like a little tiny little kid that's a fan of the team that they play for that gets a million dollars if they win. So you're playing for a little kid to win a million. So this is the this is a one on one contest. Yeah, like I want I want check rock one on one to five, and it's a one on one competition. Or if you had to do it quicker, you could literally do it to three. But it's like losers, so both teams get a shot with the ball. First, honestly, first to three would be fun. First to three would be fun. It's just one on one. There's no dribble maximum. It's, no, it's just one on one, 
And if you if you get a defensive rebound, you got to dribble out to the top. You could match up like a big against a small. It'd be fun. But incentivize them, like have them play for a million dollars for this tiny little kid and see who plays hard. It'd be fun. There's some good options too. Like give me like Dillingham, give me Connect, give me Tyson. Like there's some good options. Boo Booey, Zach Eady. Like what what happens if we if we have Zach Eady against Tyson Walker one on one to three for a million dollars for a six year old kid? What would happen? <laughs> okay, there's someone in the NCAA that's gonna get a glimpse of this. Do it. We will sponsor it. We will announce it. We will do all that, and it'll be electric. It actually would be great. Like I, I can just do play by play, and you're like on the court, and I just constantly let's throw down to Carter Elliott, who's in the corner right now. Cart, <laughs> you're like in the middle of the play. <laughs> Edie's tall. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be really fun. Uh, okay, there's your college basketball all star weekend. Yay! Uh, I have a new. New topic, new idea that I want to do this week. We might do this with a lot of teams if this goes well. If it doesn't, we might scrap it. Um, I want to talk about dream tournament runs. So what that means is we had a big dialogue in the Discord this week of like how much luck is involved in if you should have success in the NCAA tournament or not. What I mean by that is when Michigan last made the national championship game, they lost to Villanova. The bracket opened up massively for them. There were upsets. They didn't have to play the best teams they were supposed to play. I want to go through where each team is currently projected on their seed line for some of our favorite teams. And I want to look at the potential teams they could play from the seed lines they're expected to. And I want to draw up what is the perfect draw? What is the ideal dream draw that we see that on Selection Sunday? We're like straight to the final four. We love that draw. Yeah, I like this. Okay. Uh, what are, what are, you gonna, are, are you gonna go off bracket matrix? I'm gonna go off bracket matrix. So this is bracket matrix as of Sunday, February 18th, the day that we're recording this. We'll do two of them today for our final two topics. We'll do Purdue and we'll do Illinois for today. And if this goes well, we may do some more teams because it would be fun to do like Michigan State. Uh, I think we could even expand this nationally. Like what what matchups would be good for Arizona? What matchups would be good for Northwestern to make a run through the tournament? So for today, let's start with Purdue. Uh, Purdue is on the one line, as they will be even after the Ohio State loss. Um, 16 seeds. Quinnipiac, South Dakota State, Southern, Eastern Kentucky, Norfolk State, and Merrimack. Are any of those concerning to you as like you don't want to see them? Slash who would you pick? I don't want to see Quinnipiac. They're good. They're good. They're good. And shout out to, shout out to my guy Ace, who's a... Uh... I believe his position is uh, a player's op. I believe it is. I've, if I butchered that, I'm sorry, Ace. But, yeah, that's my guy. And they're actually doing some good things this year. They got some things going on over there. Uh, who do I want to see if I'm Purdue? I want to see Merrimack. Mm. It's Merrimack. Why? Why? It's Merrimack. <laughs> okay, understood. Uh, yeah, I. this is over-summarizing. You shouldn't be concerned about any of these teams for Purdue. There isn't a bad draw as a 16 seed. The only one that would get my attention is Quinnipiac, and that's because uh, we have a friend, Ace, who is on staff at Quinnipiac, and we've been rooting for them. But outside of that, I don't think there's much of a concern. So, okay, let's say they beat the 16 seed. You could either see an 8 seed or a 9 seed in the second round. That means there's 8 teams on the line right now. I'm going to read you those 8. Which one would be the ideal draw for Purdue? Michigan State, Texas, Florida, TCU. Washington State, Virginia, New Mexico, Texas A&M. Mm. I 
I, I think it'd be one of the big who would they want to see? I don't think they want to see AM. I don't think they want to see AM. Or I don't think they want to see Michigan. Or or New Mexico. I don't think you want to see guards Mexico. that can that can feast on drop coverage. Yeah. You probably and, and if that's the case, you probably don't want to see like Max Acemus against drop coverage. Like that could get shaky. But at the same time, I feel like they would they would want to see Texas because who's guarding Zach Eady on Texas? Like Dassou's not. Dylan Mitchell's not. I don't think Shedrick is has one shoulder. I have two here, I think would be the E. Because like Texas, you put yourself vulnerable to Max Acemus. Florida, you put yourself vulnerable to like a crazy good game from their guards. Uh, TCU, Jameer Nelson Jr. could have a crazy game. There's two teams here that I think would be great. Draw Like, I'm not worried about it at all. One is Washington State, who, like, no offense, but you're Washington State. You lost two of your best players that transferred out, and now you're going to make the tournament because the Pac-12 stinks. I'm not worried about Washington State. Second one, uh, Virginia. I don't think Virginia's defense could handle Zach Eadie this season. Yeah, like, maybe. with all due respect to Ryan Dunn, Zach Eadie would just go right over and right through him. Yeah, facts. So if, if you had Washington State or Virginia, dream draw for me. 16 seed, Washington State, pencil you in automatically to the Sweet 16. In the Sweet 16, obviously an upset would be the best case thing if you got like a 12 or a 13, although maybe Purdue fans would disagree since Painter can't beat those seeds. Let's just say it's it sticks to the line and you're either getting a four seed or a five seed. Which one of these would be the dream draw? Duke, Wisconsin, Illinois, Creighton, San Diego State, Dayton, Clemson, South Carolina. I think San Diego State. Really? Why? I think that'd be, just because I don't think that Jadon Ledee would be able to do – I think that's the big – obviously that's the biggest weapon for San Diego State. And I don't think the guards scare me as much on San Diego State either. I know that – I'm a, a resident Aztec hater and I embrace that. Um, but I just don't think that J. Don Liddy is going to be able to do the things that he does um, against other teams. Now, as I just said that though, like we just saw what Dawson Garcia was able to do to, to Purdue and J. Don Liddy is better than Dawson Garcia. So maybe that's not the answer, but that's the first one that came to my head. That's what I'd want to draw those teams okay. or Wisconsin. Just because it's Wisconsin. Yeah. My answer is going to be Wisconsin. If that, like, I think they could technically get that draw. I bet the selection committee would not put two Big Ten teams that close uh, because there aren't, it's not like there's going to be nine Big Ten teams this year. You need to budge them up together. Um, Wisconsin the wor- is the worst team of that group to me. You're probably going to disagree with me on this, but I think Clemson would be a really good matchup. Um, like, is, is PJ Hall good? Yes. Is PJ Hall going to go head to head with Zach Eady and win? No. Uh, and that's really like all they have to me. Like, Joe Girard's worse than Lance Jones. Uh, Chase Hunter's been horrendous. Braden Smith would destroy him. Like, if you don't have an advantage at any of those three spots, what's supposed to happen? As we're going through this exercise, I am just, I can't shake the fact that this could actually be a world where this really happens. Like, if the right seed, like, if the higher seed wins out. What do you mean? Like, that's the path they got to an Elite Eight. They got to overcome Clemson and... Yeah, like that. So in our in our ideal world, Purdue's draw is 16 seed Washington State Clemson to an Elite Eight. That's crazy. That's so good. Okay, to the Elite Eight, where they either get a two seed or a three seed, which would be the best possible draw. Marquette, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, Alabama, Auburn. I have my Auburn. answer. 
Auburn. I don't like Auburn. I'm surprised, for Purdue. I'm surprised you're not Auburn. Here's here's why I don't like Auburn for Purdue. Auburn only wins when they can bully people, right? Yeah. You don't think they could bully Purdue a little bit? You don't. You, you don't think Auburn's athleticism and their physicality and their craziness is going to get to Fletcher? You don't think it could speed up Lance Jones? You don't think all of a sudden it's a dicey game in the second half and Braden Smith starts getting a little worried about speed and quickness and physicality? Okay, but if you're on that thought process, who would you rather, though? I'd, I'd be interested to hear this. I mean, you're going to have to play somebody good at this point, but to me, yeah. I don't think Baylor's good enough defensively to stop Purdue at all. Like, I just – it's it's a true freshman on Zach Eady, and the rest of the team doesn't want to guard. Um, if it wasn't Baylor, the one that I would pencil in as a good matchup at that point would be Marquette. And I get I get Marquette took him to the wire the first game, but you're already familiar with him. You already scouted him. You already have success. I think the, the Purdue players themselves, I think, would have a mental edge given the fact that you feel confident you already beat this team. You're not going to feel spooked that you haven't seen them. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, no, we won a championship against these dudes. Let's go get to a Final Four again against these dudes. Um, so I, I like Marquette or Baylor better than I would like Auburn. I like that mental aspect of it, too, with that. So I think that's that's big for Purdue. And it's Shaka Smart with the Final Four on the line. <laughs> yeah, true. Paint's got to like that, <laughs> that right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So were you good with Marquette as the answer? Yeah. I hate the Baylor pick by you, though. They don't want to see Baylor. I Because I'm looking at the – one of those guards is going to be checked by Fletcher Lawyer. And I think that Jacoby Walters eating him alive. I think Jaden Nunn is eating him alive. I think that Ray J. Dennis is – able defensively to make things tough on on Braden. I think Rage Dennis also has a size to make things tough on Braden. I think Misi's very solid down low. I think he his length could affect Edie. Um yeah, I don't I I don't like that matchup for them at all actually. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I guess I can see that. I'll I'm good to lock in Marquette if you are. So ideal yeah, lock, ideal lock Purdue draw to a final four 16 seed uh or as you said Merrimack Washington State, Clemson, Marquette. That's a beautiful path. If I'm filling out my bracket, I wouldn't even think twice. I would just immediately Sharpie, Seth Davis, Purdue into the Final Four. All right, let's do the same exercise for Illinois. Uh, Illinois is currently a four, according to both the committee and bracket matrix. The committee gave us the top 16 seeds. Purdue came in at – or, sorry, Illinois came in at 15. They are the third four seed right now. So let's go through. Uh, this should be a little more fun, I think, with Illinois. Who would be the best draw as a 13 seed for Illinois? Samford. You may remember Samford from that game against Purdue at the beginning of the season. Uh, Yale, Danny Wolf, UC Irvine. Shout out to Anteaters and Akron. Which one do you want to draw? I think you want to draw. You don't want. You don't want Yale. You don't want Danny Wolf. Nope. Did not. Uh, you actually don't want Sanford as well. I, I, I put a little bit of respect on Sanford's name. I disrespected them early in the season, so it comes down to two. And I think you want Akron. There's not a ton that I love with Akron. Um, they really struggled against all the good teams they played in the non-conference. They, what are they? One and five against. Yeah, one and five against top 100 opponents this season. Uh. The only thing with Akron is they play slow, which I think could kind of annoy Illinois a little bit. So if we were like, 
really, I don't know, trying to get down into like what would the game look like? Maybe you would rather play a team that doesn't super slow the game down. But um, but for me, it's between Akron and UC Irvine. And I don't hate Akron as the pick here. Yeah, I think I go that. I think Akron's a pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, and for the record, Irvine plays faster. They have a better defense. Uh good, really good two point defense, which I think could maybe annoy Illinois a little bit if they try to get to the rim. So yeah, give me Akron. Akron is the best draw as the 13 seed. Okay, so you beat Akron. Now you're into the second round. You have a five seed because we're not we're not predicting upsets here. Obviously, an upset would be the best case thing. But if you had to draw a five seed as Illinois, San Diego State, Dayton, Clemson, or South Carolina? Mm. So I don't think, I, you know. I, this one's very, very, very easy for me. Absurdly really? easy for me. Absurdly easy for me. South Carolina? Yes. Why, why is it so easy, though? Because all I want, if I'm Illinois, is no one who's going to destroy me at the rim. I don't want to see Ladee. I don't want to see Deron Holmes. I don't want to see P.J. Hall. Okay. Illinois yeah. Illinois can't guard any of those dudes. If if South Carolina's sell is we slow the game down and we're pretty tough defensively, but we're not elite defensively, Illinois would eat them alive. Like They're like, yeah. they're like Maryland with a worse defense than Maryland and a better offense. Okay, yeah, that is fairly easy. Yep, I'm with you. Okay, so we got Akron and South Carolina. Now we have to play a one seed. And oh, you're in. Oh, oh, let, let's take a pause. You're in the second weekend, Illinois. Come that's on, that's all it takes, Brad Underwood. It takes just Akron and South Carolina to get to a Sweet Sixteen, my friend. We're rooting for it. Uh, you know, the worst part about this though is they're gonna draw like Yale and San Diego State, <laughs> and yeah, we're gonna 100%. complain about yep. it. Uh, okay. Mm-hmm. One seed. Which one seed do you want to see for Illinois? Purdue, UConn, Houston, or Arizona? Once again, I have a really easy answer here. Uh, I think Arizona. It's Arizona for me for sure. Yeah. Like let's let's go offense for offense. Yeah, and also schedule makers like give us Illinois Arizona rematch like back to the greatest tournament game ever. That would be really fun. Uh, you don't want to see Houston again. Not that they're the same team that beat you a couple years ago, but you just, I don't want to see a Brad Underwood team against a team that is just like, we're going to out tough you out physical you in an NCAA tournament game. Uh, and UConn and Purdue are clearly the best two teams in the country. So take your chances with yeah. Caleb love throw Ty Rogers and different defenders at him. And Arizona doesn't really defend either. Like you should be able to score. Okay, so you get through Arizona. Great draw. That would I would assume you're in the West region, by the way. So tough break for Illinois fans, maybe if you wanted to go see your team. But uh, you beat Arizona. Now you get a two or a three seed in the Elite Eight to go to the nat or to the Final Four in Phoenix. Which two or three seed do you want to see? Marquette, Tennessee, North Carolina, Kansas, Iowa State, Baylor, Alabama, or Auburn? Hmm. Am I missing another easy one here? Or is it is it right that I'm struggling? <laughs> I don't think there's an easy one. I have a couple of different ways you could play this. I kind of want you to go first. Okay. Uh... I can give you my thought process of who I'm eliminating to start. I would, I would not want to see Mark Sears. I would not want to yeah. see the Baylor guards. 
I would yep. not want to see Taman Lipsy and a top five defense. Yep. I would not want to see RJ Davis. I don't think I'd want Dalton Connect round two. Like I just well, that. Sorry, that make that makes me feel a lot better than what my original answer was. It it was Auburn. It's Auburn again. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, and I I know this 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 is tough doing this exercise after what just happened to Auburn this past weekend. So that definitely feeds into it a little bit. But I just this Auburn team away from home, and I know it's college basketball. That's part of it. I just I they don't they strike zero fear in me away if they're not playing at their home stadium. Illinois does match up well like along the lines of how kentucky beat auburn right like kentucky is another team that plays fast and doesn't defend so in that sense like i could see illinois having success the same way that kentucky just did um only thing that scares me is auburn is pretty good inside like broom's a killer and i think they would probably get whatever they want at the rim in this game uh but i think all these teams are pretty good at the rim like there isn't a big super weak spot here my only question is, would you rather see Auburn if you're Illinois than Mr. Hunter Dickinson, who has never beaten you in his entire career with a final four on the line? You still want you still want to see Auburn. You still want Auburn? I see to me, I if I'm Illinois, I think I would want Dickinson with a final four on the line. Uh I don't But I'll I mean, I'll give you Auburn. Like I'm willing to give it to you. I just you can't tell me Hunter Dickinson would find a way to win that game. No way. You don't. You think he just? I think that that would be the one. Like he would get one. He would leave with one, and it would be that one, of course. I don't know though. Like they they both are so depth limited right now. Like in a weird like Terrence Shannon's matching up with who? McCuller. Okay, I like that. Uh, Damask has who on him? Then Furphy. Mm-hmm. I like that. Like okay. remember, you beat this team back at the beginning of the season. Coleman Hawkins against Hunter. Like, I think Illinois has gotten a lot better. Kansas has gotten worse than we thought. I love your thought process. You're going Auburn. Give me Auburn. Give me Auburn. All right. So the Illinois path to a final four, the dream path is Akron, South Carolina, Arizona, Auburn. Seems doable. It seems doable, but nothing is doable for, it seems for, Coach Underwood. And if they if coach. they had the actual path, because we just did this with Purdue, and we said if they had our dream path, we would put them right into the Final Four. If Illinois had that exact path, Akron, South Carolina, Arizona, Auburn, how far do you pick them? Sweet 16. Lose to Arizona? Mm-hmm. I think I might pick them Elite Eight, and then I think I'd get spooked by Auburn. If you – if they had that dream like matchup, like we said, and they don't make it to the second weekend, though, conversations. 100%. 100%. All right, that's a really fun exercise. Did you like that exercise? I do, and it already has me thinking about what it's going to look like with other teams, and I'm pretty excited. Like, what if we get – especially, like, we get to, like, the teams that are – like, this was more fun for me for Illinois, who's, like, a four seed. Like, yeah. we get some, like, five, some six, some sevens in there. I'm very intrigued. Yeah, we can do Michigan State maybe later this week. And if there's other teams you want to see, comment, let us know. But that was a fun exercise. One big thing presented by Bigby. What's your one big thing today? My one big thing is that there's nothing better than movie theater popcorn, truly. And I just want to say a shout out to my wife. She went to go see a movie with my sister today. And she brought me back a tub of popcorn and not even asked for that. And it was a great surprise that brightened my Sunday. And shout out to Chance the Rapper. I love my wife. 
Yeah. Uh, what's your like if you're at the movies and you're getting a big tub of popcorn? Actually, not even big. Like you're at the concession stand. What's your movie theater order? Uh, so I'm a I'm an Imagine Rewards member, of course. Um, so I'm going up. I'm putting my ID number in for you know rewards points. I'm getting a number one, which is a large soda and a large tub of popcorn. I am going to get probably either a Diet Coke with a, a cherry Diet Coke, maybe with vanilla if I'm feeling frisky, and or a orange Seagram's ginger ale, which they have at the Imagine Theater. And then I'm getting my popcorn with butter and a combination of all seasonings. So ranch, the nacho cheese, the garlic parm, everything but the kettle. I don't want any sweet on there. Just all all those all those uh seasonings going on to my popcorn and i'm gonna lead it i'm gonna lead at that i'm the best ever to do that <laughs> you're the best ever popcorn seasoner i, I swear it's, i i kid you not i've thought about starting a consultant service that people can call me up and i will come up and i will dress up your popcorn that's just a horrible business idea well that's why it hasn't gotten off the ground yet but if it ever does okay all right uh well good to know i'm excited uh i'm excited to maybe go to a movie with you one day and see what you do to your popcorn uh can i can i guess what your movie theater order is real yeah quick? of course and this is not a shot whatsoever oh so yes don't take it yes away. yes it is it's fine i feel like you don't really go into the movie theater wanting snacks like that so you just get the like the the child box thing that comes with a little bit of everything. Like you get a popcorn, you get a little drink, you get a little bit of candy with it because you don't really want the full thing. Disrespectful. Not, yeah, I don't I, like that. I'm not, I'm not ordering like a three-year-old. Not doing that. I'm not a toddler. Uh, I am, I'm not a huge fan of movie theater snacks in general. I also want to go on record that I am anti-bringing your own snacks to the movie theater. I know a lot of people love that. I know, I and I respect the people that grind, the hustle of it. I get that. Uh, I am not a fan of like you just busting out like a bacon, egg and cheese at the movie theater because you're supposed to like that. That's crazy to me. Like, oh, you couldn't spend $17. Excuse me while you eat a homemade peanut butter jelly. That's just insane to me. Uh, as you've always said many a time, Cart, don't be poor. Maybe just buy the movie theater snacks. Maybe keep the movie theater industry in business. Maybe support the hardworking people behind the counter that are actually scooping your popcorn and buy a damn bunch of crunch. My uh, movie theater order is the largest tub of popcorn that they have. I will always get the largest tub of popcorn they have. And I'm just a pure buttered popcorn guy. That's it. But you got to – you have to butter it properly. Like you get the whole – you get it going and then you circle. Good little circle. And then you shake and then you put the cap mm -hmm. on, and then you flip shake, and then you uncap, and then you butter one more time, and then you're good. What movie theater do you go to where you can get a cap for your popcorn? I think it's just our like local AMC. Really? Oh, I've never seen that. That's a great thing. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, really good. Uh, and then I will usually get like a sweet snack with it, some some form of candy. Okay. That's a good, that's a good order, by the way. Um, and before we exit this, I got to say, you would have hated me. The wildest thing I brought into a movie theater once I brought a full to-go order from Cheesecake Factory to a movie once. That's so ridiculous. That's literally it so, was, it I was. hate it. I'm not proud of it. I'm very not proud of it. Actually, this would be a really good sleeper's punishment for a bet. Have to go to a movie theater and like just start bringing out the most ridiculous things in the middle of it. Like, like, bring, like bring a cooler. Sit like right in the middle of the upper deck, but like right in the middle in between two strangers somehow and just like 
document yourself on your phone the entire time with like a full McDonald's meal and then like a chocolate cake. That would be incredible. <laughs> we got to remember that. Let's put that one on the back burner. Yeah, that's good. Uh, my one big thing is that I had my favorite snack today, and I think it's a really versatile snack that not enough people are talking about. Chex Mix might be the goaded snack cracker. Chex Mix. Chex like Mix. normal, not flavored? Just Chex Mix. Just the OG Chex Mix. Goes Whoa. crazy. Because everybody, people like to talk about, oh, have you had like my trail mix? Oh, have you had the homemade? Oh, I added peanuts to it. Oh, look, I'm, there's there's Rice Krispies. People want to get cute with it. That's fine. The only reason your little trail mix has legs at all, the only reason you can even pull up to a function with any sort of homemade trail mix is the mix itself. It's the foundation. It's the checks mix. All good mixes start with the checks. And uh, I just had a nice little bag of Chex Mix today. It was great. Yeah, Chex Mix are ass. I just want to throw that out there. You're ass. Hey. See you Tuesday.